and welcome to the Ampod, aka Between You and Me. I'm Paul Rose and I'm here with my dear wife Sanya. Hello everybody. Marillion News. Marillion News, everyone. Oh god. Oh god. Stuff's happening. Not only are the band in in the end game of recording the new album, they're at Real World Studios. But here's the big news. They've announced the dates for the 2022 and 2023 Marillion Weekends. They released the dates for 2023 as well. Well, yeah, remember? Oh, yeah. Because it clashes with our daughter's no. birthday, so we don't know what we're going to do yet. I don't know. I said she can come with us and her face... Dropped. She wants to see her mates. She wants to see her mates because she's going to be she's going to be 21 that year, I think. Yeah. What are we going to do? I don't know. Anyway, we'll let's keep it positive. The important thing is the dates, the dates for next year. Poland, which is happening 8th to 10th of April... Stockholm for the first time. They're going to Stockholm. I once fell out of a cab, very drunk in Stockholm. How do you and fall out of a cab? I opened the door and I fell out. What about your seatbelt? I'd taken it off because we'd parked. It wasn't... How do you just fall out? Don't you put your feet out first? I put my feet out and I missed the curb. And I was very drunk. We'd been to a beer oh, festival. Dear. I also broke a glass at the beer festival. <gasps> Not a cool moment. Oh, no. As, as, as my friend and I were trying to um, play roulette and one of those big beer glasses no 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 no. it wasn't it wasn't an Oktoberfest. this was quite a small beer festival the stockholm beer festival but we were drunkenly trying to play roulette and i knocked it onto the floor and i think we just kind of casually sauntered away and got a cab that i fell out of um so stockholm 20th to the 22nd of may leicester 20 in the uk 27th to the 29th of may portugal 10th to the 12th of june canada in Montreal, obviously, 1st to the 3rd of July. And then, of course, Port Zealand, 16th to the 20th of March. The year after. The year after 2023. 2023. So, some new ones in there. Yes. Ah, I've no, no, Port... Wait, what are the new ones? Portugal, they did last time. Oh, they did. Yeah, because Mark went. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, well, so, uh, Sweden's, Sweden's new. new. I think- what, what else is new is they're not doing um, Latin America, they're not doing South America this year. Mm. Uh, next year, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's sort of slightly out of control over there. Um, is it? Still? Well, parts of it. I mean, you know, what's his name? Bolsano or whatever is the. That's not his name. How do you pronounce it? What's his name? I can't remember. Bolsonaro? Something like that. Oh, I've probably the, got it wrong the, as well. the Brazilian guy. I mean, I, yeah. So, yeah, so I guess they're skipping it's that. It's been bad there for so long. Yeah. Anyway, we are doing Poland, aren't we? Which is the first one. So um, our friend Anthony, okay, but Anthony is um, is very happy because he's been trying to get us to go to Poland. Yes, for a couple of years. And of I have been million. wanting to go. Yeah, uh, in fact, thanks to his glowing praise of the place. In fact, we we've already booked our flights and hotel room because uh, we can cancel it if needs be. Yes. Um, even though but tickets haven't gone on sale, to, we we wanted to get in there. Well prices were still reasonable yeah let's hope i have a job by <laughs> spring. we might not we, be going we might not be going even though poland's very cheap crowdfund let's crowdfund up a brilliant weekend um <laughs> yeah. don't think you can do that we could get the ampod subscribers to uh no, crowdfund no, us so that we, we could do a live no i don't BeAmpod. think that's no, we will be doing a Bian- if we if we go, we will be doing a Biampod from Poland. Mm, that's a of course, idea. we are. Why? Are you, why? Are you, are yeah. Only now surprised. I don't know. Yeah, we might go to Leicester as well. We don't know yet. We might just do a night of Leicester Maybe if that's a possibility. Night, yeah, because uh, it's only the next month, isn't it? After, yeah, and we might still be recovering. Yeah. We'd love to do Montreal, but can't afford. Oh, uh, it. it's on my bucket list. It, oh, start again. It's on my bucket list to go to Montreal mm. and to go to Canada. Just Why did you say it's Canada on my bucket overall. list? Start again and then carry on the sentence exactly the same way. Because the first time I said it, um, I mm, tripped over myself. Nah, not really. No one would have noticed if you hadn't drawn attention to it. I noticed. Nah. So, um, so that's exciting, isn't it? Let's just hope all of these can go ahead, yeah. frankly. It's not even a question of whether, um, at the moment, whether we're allowed out of the country. It's a question of whether we're whether allowed in. Whether they let in. us yeah. in, yeah. Um, 
Good point. Hopefully we'll be double vaccinated by then and hopefully that will count for something. And hopefully these evil Delta Plus and other variants will have been eradicated by then. Well, I'm hoping we'd have even had a booster because I think we'd have needed one by then. Yeah, because we got the weakest of all vaccines. Okay, stop going on about that feeling hard done by because we got AstraZeneca. Wow, be glad you got one. I am glad. Well, yeah, it did me a whole lot of good. not that much weaker once you've had the double. 66%. No, it's not. It's 80-odd. It's Against the Delta, I think it's okay. only 66. We're not COVID cast. Okay. We leave that to leave the that Corona to the Diaries. <laughs> I thought it was all over, says H. <laughs> um, so this week, that, that was one of the things we wanted to talk about. But this week, we're going to start talking about the run-up to radiation. And radiation in a sort of general sense. Marillion's 1998 album. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, mm. some other stuff happened in 1997, the year that this strange engine came out. Oh, so is this before or after it came out? Starts February, February 97, which was a couple of months before radiation came out. On the Freaks mailing list, which if you remember around this time, it was, it was Marillion fandom was starting to get a presence online yes uh and um and a question was posed by a guy called jeff pelletier 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 jeff p-e-l-l-e-t-i-e-r no he was from bedford massachusetts two sets can't even say that massachusetts yeah. Jeff Pelletier. Pelletier. Jeff. Oh, my goodness. My friend Jeff. <laughs> this is going to go on for ages. So, Jeff. <laughs> you don't have to say his surname. Bedford Jeff. <laughs> I'd seen his, I've seen his name written down so many times, but I don't know if I've ever heard it pronounced. Um, I can't see. I can't see it from here. So no, I can't have fine. a turn. Uh, he posed on the freaks list the question, will Marillion be t- touring the US that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Kelly said they couldn't afford to because on previous tours, um, or the previous tour, they lost 30 grand. Um, and at that point, they're be- backing from a, a US label called El Dorado. But um, Marillion were, had, had since migrated to another label, um, which was called Red Ant, which had unfortunately gone bankrupt. So Marillion didn't even have the backing of a US label. So no, they couldn't afford and it. So even with the backing of the label, they'd lost 30 grand. Yeah, at that point. Ouch, that's, that's um, a lot. So so Bedford Jeff um, said kind of half jokingly, um, oh, well, if, if the free, US freaks uh, could raise enough money, how much would you need? Um, in order for you to come over here if we pay for it. And Mark Kelly, who was quite active on that that message board, sort of half-jokingly said, ha-ha, if you raise 30 grand, mm. uh, yeah, we'll do a tour. <laughs> um, and lo and behold, uh, Jeff, Bedford Jeff, uh, set up a bank account to put donations in and people just started giving him money. Amazing. Um, and the, the, the crazy thing was... Um, it wasn't just US fans that were giving money. It was like one, apparently one British fan gave $1,300 to help make it happen. Wow. Money came in from South America and Australia. It was just people, they weren't going to go on the tour. And also everyone, everyone that was donating still had to buy a ticket. So they were giving money so that Meridian could afford to go over there and then they would still have to buy a ticket. And some people weren't even intending to go to the tour. They were doing it so that American fans and the band could have the experience of touring. That's so sweet. In America. But, um, so what happened was, I mean, by the time the band started to become aware of it beyond Mark Kelly, Jeff had already raised 20 grand. No way. Um... And it was when it hit 25 that the band started to think, okay, we need to perhaps take this seriously. This could happen. Um, So that was when they started planning for a tour. And eventually they raised 60 grand. 
double what they needed, basically, to break even. Oh, that's amazing. So what they did is everyone who contributed, Meridian sent them a live CD as a thank you. Aww. So Mark Kelly got a friend of his called Jeff Woods to organise and collect all the money. And, and so that legitimised it all because it was Mark that was sort of saying, yes, OK, we're on board. And then uh, Jeff Woods, who I think was, was based in America as well as uh, Bedford Jeff. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeff, if you're listening or anyone who knows him is listening. I'm sorry, I can't say your last name. I'm an idiot. Um, and he he did a sort of sort of small guerrilla marketing campaign with posters and flyers telling people, "Oh, I'm really in a coming back." So, then he was a he was a fan as well, Jeff Woods, who was also on the the, the mailing list. Um, apparently, he'd seen Meridian forty six times and even proposed to his wife on the group's concert stage in London. Oh. Anyway, what they so what they ended up doing was playing nineteen dates. I think they did four in New York, three in California other places as well i mean not all in the same uh venues in new york and california they travel around but i mean the the set lists are really interesting it's quite a lot of fish stuff surprisingly slange warm wet circles katie lavender um sugar mice i think so they were trying to do a kind of broad spread of their history um for people who perhaps hadn't either seen them before hadn't seen them in a long time Mm. uh but this was the point, I think, at which Marillion became modern Marillion, at least in a business sense, or at least right. this was the that seed being planted because what it showed the band was the incredible support they had mm. at a core level. How much their fans really cared about them and their creative work and their ability to tour. But, and each other as well. And, and each other, That yes. was the start of the Marillion family that gets talked about. <laughs> Um, but not only that, it was the invention of crowdfunding. How about that? <laughs> How that's, about that? That was the point at which it started. And it was Marillion who then took that baton and ran with it a few years later. But all of this, this had a snowball effect, this tour fund, as it became known, the tour fund. Um, it had a snowball effect that Marillion realised, which um, John Arneson, which was the other big thing that happened at this time as Meridian parted ways with John Arneson um, <clears throat> and were briefly managed by Iron Maiden's manager, Rod Smallwood, with, with uh, <coughs> Sanctuary um, was, his, was his company. That didn't last long because Rod Smallwood was like, yeah, lads, I've put aside a whole afternoon a week for you. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. That's and, it? Yeah. An afternoon a week yeah. as a manager? Yeah. Yeah, they weren't terribly happy. No, I can imagine with that. So that didn't last long. Uh, you know, there was a while when they didn't really have any manager management after. But anyway, we're not there yet. But a lot of what they realise at this point is is what John Arneson, when I interviewed him, claimed he'd said to them. Mm. Um, <coughs> you know that they should do, which is exploit that core fan base. And I thought, exploit sounds like a bad. Make word, the but best at least, of it, yeah, make the best of it. Um, but I mean, I don't think there's anything mm. wrong with kind of going, well, these are our passionate fans. We're still a business and we have to survive. And if you don't make the most of what you've got there mm. with that passionate audience, Meridian would have would have gone away forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wouldn't have been mm. able to carry on. Instead of flourishing the way they have. Yeah. But over the next couple of years... Um, yeah, we're going to talk about radiation now, but over the next couple of years, Marillion started to find new ways to market themselves and spread the word and try things differently mm-hmm. instead of just doing the same thing again and again. You know, freed from a record co- company, really. Wait, so um, hang on. So uh, for radiation, they didn't have a record? Yeah, on? they were still on Castle. I thought so. But okay. they'd kind of kept the rights to, I think, the music. Right. Um, so it was like more like a distribution deal. Right. It wasn't a record deal in the same way that EMI had. They had, you know, their own studio by this point. You know, the original Racket Club, which was in the same location, but they eventually moved to a slightly bigger one. Um, and they were obviously having to do more themselves because they didn't have management that was that was particularly hands on at this point. You know, mm. John Arneson had moved on to Aswad 
and was often on a golf course allegedly when uh, they would try to get hold of him. Um, oh dear. Yeah. Uh, and well, hang on, sorry. Was he still their manager for radiation? Or did no, it was, I think, so by the time small... radiation happened, it was Smallwood, small I think. Wood. So, yeah, so things were changing sort of behind the scenes. But I think Meridian, in other ways, creatively, I think still had a bit of an identity crisis going on. What was interesting in the run-up to radiation when they were in the early stages of writing it, Rothers said, with regards to the next album, I don't know which direction we'll take. We'll start writing in the next couple of weeks and we never set or premeditate the direction of a record that we are working on. The songs have their own life. We're proud of Brave as an artistic statement and we'd like to do something like Brave. I think our next album could be the strongest we do, combining all our respective strengths, but it's all speculation until we get together in a room and write. What's interesting about that is Radiation is probably the album they've done that's the least like Brave. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was it's like, what happened? To say that. It's like, really? What happened? That, uh, not my experience of it. I don't know. I'd love to know what happened. I mean, it's nothing, nothing like, Brave. like Brave. It's like, yeah, Brave's it's opposite. It's the polar opposite of Brave. Brave's opposite. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the opposite of being brave? Cowardly. cowardly. They should have called the album Cowards. <laughs> cowardly. <laughs> well, it's interesting because it is kind of a cowardly album. Uh, <laughs> Explain oh, what you ouch. mean by that. Um, well, let me just, let me just, I will, I'll get there. Okay. Let me just read this other quote from H, which he said again at the time, we're under pressure to work a bit quicker, which they were because they didn't have as much of an advance and money. He said, but it doesn't seem to be doing the music any harm. This seems to be one of the best albums we've ever made. It's almost like the more pressure we're under, we rise to it. So that's an interesting mm. quote as well, that they yeah, thought that it was is... one of the best albums they've ever made. And this is after they've made it. No, this was during the making during of it. During the making of it. Hmm. Which is interesting because subsequently various band members don't like radiation <gasps> very Who? much. Well, Ian, I know, doesn't. Ian he's, doesn't like radiation. He, he described it as, you know, them trying to sound like other bands and... Trying to sound younger than they were. Hmm. Okay, that's that's interesting because I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about how you said on this strange engine you felt they were trying to be like other bands, and the sense I got from Radiation wasn't that they were doing that. Well, they were. They huh. absolutely were. Okay. Way more than they were on this strange engine. Really? Yeah. But hmm. I'll get to. I'll get to that in a okay, minute. Okay. Let's yeah, just let's yeah. just not we'll sort of part, recap we'll where we are. That. We'll park that for a few minutes. So, Radiation came out in September 1998. So, just over a year on from get out of this here. strange engine. Get out. Yeah, and their next One album. One year. Their next album hang came on, out in 99. Let's back up. Between so Brave took forever. Yeah. Well, well, well not yeah. today, not, not by compared to yeah, not compared <laughs> to today's standards. Yeah. Then between Brave and Afraid of Sunlight, we had, was it a year and a half? Yeah, that was a short gap because they were again under pressure. Again under pressure and it worked. Let's note that, please. Yes. Um, and then <laughs> and then between Afraid of Sunlight and This Strange Engine, how long was that? Two years. Two years, Something so a like long So yes, yeah, so Brave was 94, Afraid of Sunlight 95, This Strange Engine 97. So it wasn't probably, I don't think it was quite two years, but it was longer than but this long, gap. But almost possibly double then the time yeah, between maybe. This well, Strange Engine and Radiation. Up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but this was, then there was this triple whammy of albums coming out one a year for three years. You oh. know, This Strange Engine, Radiation.com. I wonder if the, I wonder how the band members experienced that, considering that most of them, maybe barring H and Ian, seem to prefer having longer stretches of time to create their yeah. albums. I wonder if they enjoyed it or if they really hated having to create I imagine albums they found it frustrating. so quickly. Well, 
but at the same time, that's also how quickly they wrote back in the 80s. If you think, Script 83, Fugazi 84, Misplaced Childhood 85. Mm. Yeah, they came out one a year. Yeah, that's true. As time has gone on, they seem to have got slower and slower. Mm. <laughs> Who hasn't? Who hasn't? So, yes, it came out in September 98. Um, it was once again produced by the band to save money with a bit of additional production work by a guy called Stuart Every. Um, it got to number 35 in the charts. Ouch. Dropped out relatively quickly. There was one single, which was These Chains, which only got to number 78. Yeah. 78. Not good, is it? 78. Yeah. Uh, is that the single you would have picked? Is that the song you would have picked as a single? No. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have it's picked a bit, um, These Chains. Yeah, it's not. Well, again, I think there's a reason why they picked it. Mm. And again, it comes back to this identity crisis. And then I think, because it's a slightly beatily, and what you had going on at the time was Oasis mm. and Blur, who both seemed to be competing to write songs that were kind of beatily and capture some of that Beatles mm-hmm. thing. And there's a few songs actually on Radiation that sound like they've got that Britpop Beatles thing. Mm. But unfortunately... That ship had sailed by the time Radiation had come out. Britpop had evolved and was sort of on the way out. Mm. So what you then had was Marillion trying to sound like Britpop, frankly. Shorter songs, punchier songs. But again, it comes back to that thing of, well, is that what they do best? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not, say something. I no, I don't want to say Don't anything. just pull a face. No, no, I'm waiting. <laughs> and then on top of that... OK Computer by Radiohead mm-hmm. had come out the year before. Even at the time, I kind of went, have they called this album Radiation because it sounds a bit like Radiohead? No. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. It's only got the word radio in it. Ray- <laughs> no, Ray D, not even radio. Ray D mm. and Ray D-O. I don't know. Radiation, Radiohead. No, it can't be. Haven't they ever explained why they called it radiation? Well, it's got a line in it, hasn't it? We, we rolled in the radiation. Oh, Under that's the sun. it. That's it. Yeah. I think it's a great name. Uh, I've never liked it, I'll be honest. Why? What's wrong with it? Oh. <laughs> What's wrong it with felt it? Like, it feels like it's trying too hard. There you go. It feels radiation. like... Radiation. Why would that be trying too hard? Just is. Mr. Eschatology. Okay. <laughs> it's like you, you've got yeah, issues but, with radiation. I was, being, I was being ironic when I named my album. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they were being, <laughs> maybe they were being they ironic being when ironic. they... They were being ironic because it doesn't sound proggy. It sounds like them trying to sound edgy. Really? I've never, I think ever, ever thought and, that way. And this album it. is marked by a lot of that. And it, it, I'm sorry, yes, radiation. I think the title was an attempt to sound hip. Because it, it it extended beyond that. If you look at the promo pics around that time, Mark, fully shaven headed, tribal tattoo up one side of his head. Uh, a fake tattoo or real? I think no, it was like fake. a henna one or fake. Fake, because yeah. he hasn't got it now, no, no, so no, I don't even know why fake. I'm asking yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't it, know why I'm It asking. might have been a henna one. You know, okay. one of those like Mike Tyson half head tattoo things and then well why can't he have that though and, and then mm. uh the the a lot of the promo pics there was this series of promo pics of like h old holding the band of these boxes which the band's disembodied heads were oh in. seen those yeah, yeah and, okay i'm not a massive fan of those pics yeah uh and then on top of that you know the <laughs> Everything was sort of saying, like, look, we're not this po-faced, serious prog band. And the original version of the album, the original mix, which you've now listened to. Mm-hmm, I have. Which, because it got re, um, remastered effectively or remixed or, or whatever in 2013 by Mike Hunter. But the original version had these sort of moments of chatter between the songs kind of you know mm-hmm. in studio chatter and it started with this big weird rush of sound at the start and then it i don't know all of it seemed to kind of be them trying to send the message that 
even opening with with Costa del Slough mm-hmm. and Under the Sun, it's like, hey, we're a bit wacky, we are. Um, That's not how I experienced it at all. Yeah, it's like that is not my let's open the album. At let's all. open the album with a funny song. Um, uh, okay, that okay. Yeah, not, but you've got again, experience. like I, I try, what I try to do with these is I try to put it in the context of the time. Yes, and there was yeah, a lot of enough. other supplementary stuff going on yeah. outside of the album. Don't forget the version as well of the album that you're familiar with is the nice sounding version. <laughs> I've listened to both and frankly, I can't tell that much of a difference. I've got windy Are well, you just burping at yeah, me? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying not just to do it on the mic. you in after, response after, to my comment. After I did it in the Ant Short episode where I did a big belch, which I could have edited out, but I didn't. don't know why I didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Here's what was going on musically in the musical landscape in 98. Yes. Okay, so we're kind of post-Britpop, post-grunge, that sort of era. Um, and we're sort of a year on from OK Computer. And what was happening is a lot of bands were starting to embrace prog and prog sounds. So you oh, had, no, when they're going in the opposite direction. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Exactly. Oh my goodness! Right. If there was being a step if behind, if there was ever a moment for Marillion to go, we're the we're the Godfathers of prog. Mm. It was then, okay, and because other bands had started to do it. Oh. So Air Safari, oh sorry, Moon Safari by Air. Mm, okay, nice. that had lovely album, uh, uh, but it one had that, that I've actually listened to parts of and like yeah it had that sort of 70s moog yeah, sound gorgeous. and it, it became they became sort of proggy as time went on yeah mm-hmm. but the, yeah oh yeah boards of canada music has the right to children i'm naming albums by the way that i was listening to mm. very weird sort of it was a very electronic album but again kind of embraced sort of 70s prog sounds mm, yeah and took them forwards nice um I think I've listened to some of Boards of Canada. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I they're love great. them. Uh, Science Fiction by Uncle. It, it, it's a prog album. It just is. You know, it's dancey, it's electronic. It's, it's got Tom York on vocals on one track uh, from Radiohead. Yeah. Uh, Manson's Six. Manson, who had released the album Attack of the Grey Lantern, which... Oh, God, for a second I thought you meant Hanson. No, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Hanson uh, did a prog album? No, dear. <laughs> Bop. Bop. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. <laughs> For 20 minutes. That didn't even sound prog there. It just sounded like the ravings of a madman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Manson had released Attack of the Grey Lantern, which was very much a sort of pop rock album in the Britpop era, right. then released the album Six, which was unashamedly prog, right? The cover is, it, it's it's quasi script for a jester's tear. Oh, it's got all this hidden imagery no on there. It's kind of, they even, even though it was sort of, you know, released primarily on CD, mm. they kind of structured it as two sides. It's essentially one kind of, you know, two suites of music. Wow. Um, it's not an album I love, I admit. I know a lot of people like it and like the progginess of it. I find it actually quite hard to listen to in places, but there's a couple of bits where it just soars in that. Yeah, there's a great guitar solo, sort of slap bang in the middle. Then you had Jeff Buckley, um, his posthumous album, Sketches for My Sweetheart, The Drunk, had a cover of Genesis's Back in New York City on it. Mercury Rev's Deserter Songs, I think is a very proggy album. Then around that time, the Beta Band were releasing... EPs, which eventually got collected into into a, an album, mm-hmm. um, which they had one track called The Monolith, which was 15 minutes long. Um, then on top of that, other bands, which which might not have seemed proggy really, but I, I sort of associated them with prog, like Massive Attack's Mezzanine was an album that came out that year. Uh, Bring It On by Gomez had a couple of tracks that were sort of longer and felt like they evolved. Placebos Without You, I'm Nothing. Even the Verve's Urban Hymns, which had come out the year before, but it was still one of the biggest selling albums in 98. It felt like... They were moving towards <laughs> prog. Yeah. Well, they just were an, in and that. There was an epicness that bands were sort of embracing. And here mm. were Marillion, very much for the most part, turning their back on a sort of epic sound and trying to do a pop rock album mm. that, that frankly, at 
the time sounded about two years out of date. Oh, um, really? <laughs> yeah. Even though there was one longer song on that album that, yes, that could... but only one. There's effectively one prog song on that album. Yeah. That's it. You know, a song that could really be classed as prog. Mm. It's the least proggy album overall that they've ever done. Really? I think. I mean, I when I listened to it, I was like, this isn't prog in my ears, except maybe a few words for the dead. Yeah, and what was what was sort of slightly frustrating as well, because I was listening to all this other music, um, and you had artists like Madonna release her Ray of Light album. You know, someone who'd been around quite a while, yeah. who found a way to update what she did, you know, working with William Orbit, and without sounding like she'd taken a dramatic shift. She mm. still sounded like Madonna. Yes. Was still working was in the same genre, yes. but had pushed forwards. Yeah. You know, that Ray of Light yeah, album is did. a phenomenal album. Yeah, it was a great album. Um, and and yet she wasn't betraying her past. Yeah. Which, like it or not, this album was. It was betraying what Marillion had been. And again, I think 80% of this Strange Engine was. Yeah. I didn't experience it that way because I'm not in 1998. No, I know. You're listening to Sorry, it Sorry, just, I just want to put forth that I didn't experience it as a betrayal of their past the way people at the time may have. Out of that time frame, and if you look at the album as it stands, maybe, maybe you'll have a different opinion on it. Yeah. Well, I'm, next week, I'm going to... I'm not, what I'm doing here is I'm not really giving my opinions as they stand now. I'm slightly being devil's advocate and again trying to put the album in the context, in the context of where of the it was at. Yes. And perhaps how I reacted to it at the time. Right. Yeah. And how a lot of Meridian fans reacted to it because for a long time, this album, at least until the 2013 <laughs> re- remix came out, it always languished at the bottom of polls. It was not a popular album with Meridian fans. To, to sort of make matters worse, you had rising up people like Stephen Wilson. He was on the ascendant. Is this him as a solo artist or as him as Porcupine Tree? Porcupine Tree. Um, but the previous year, Fish had released Sunsets on Empire, which was co-written with Wilson, and Sunsets on Empire was probably his best solo album since Vigil. I love oh. Sunsets on Empire. Really, um, I have to listen to it. Yeah, it's it's. And again, that felt like an album that Fish, in the same way Madonna did, that Fish didn't betray his past, but yet mm. was pushing forwards. Right. It's harder edged than some of his stuff. It's definitely a sort of uh, a, a more rock album, but it it felt like it was written to his voice and his lyrics. It it what it's a great album. So you know, if you're looking at sort of parallels, Sunsets on Empire versus Radiation, mm. Fish felt like he was sort of moving forwards and. <laughs> The production felt better, and at this point, it felt like Fish was slightly ahead of the game. Who produced Radiation again? The band, with a, bit of, help, with a bit of help from Stuart Every. Right. It, it felt like, like that Fish album, people like Stephen Wilson, all these other bands that I've mentioned, all of them felt like they knew who they were. You know, Fish very much felt like he knew who he was at that point. And I know I don't. We don't ever want to compare Fish and Marillion, but unfortunately, there were the two camps, and a lot of us had come up through the Fish era, and mm. were kind of going, "Well, this is sort of better, isn't it, than what Marillion are doing at the moment?" You couldn't help it. Really? Um, I think that was the sort of was really that your the, personal view. That was the first time. Yeah, I loved Sunsets on Empire. What did you hear first, Sunsets? Sunsets because it came out the year before. Right. Um, so so that, you listened to that, and then the, the, on your first listens of radiation you felt you felt well i here's how i first heard it it was again i got a freebie copy from work i did buy it eventually but i got a freebie copy from work uh i I was on a day off i actually went into work just to pick it up wow Um, that's that was quite a journey just to it was a journey it was an hour and a half yeah it used to take me an hour and a half to get there in fulham because they wanted me to review it it was also the album that i interviewed h um, I must have been on a week off or something because I interviewed him from home rather than in the office. So I don't know what was going on there. No, I'd left. I was working from home at that point. Oh, right. 90, yeah, 98. Yeah, I was working from home. Of course I was. So, yeah, so I went in just to get the album, which I was still doing sort of Meridian stuff uh, on, the, on the music pages. Um, I thought it sounded different. I remember that. 
I, I immediately, the track that jumped out at me was, was a few words for the dead. Uh, that was the one that I kept playing. Mm-hmm. which I remember at the time mm-hmm. the band described it as this album's epic. and But at the same time, I suppose I slightly felt, oh, here we go, they've tossed another bone to the long-term fans. A bit with like... The, with a few words for the day. Yeah, okay, let's stick the prog song at the end of the album again. Let's stick the long song at the end. There you go. Really? You know, or did um, they think, save the best for last? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know where else that song could go on the album. It could only no, really it go at the, at the end. the end. Because it, it really fit at the end. But it did feel, I did feel, oh, they've called it Radiation because it sounds a bit like Radiohead. It had this cover that felt, the cover felt a bit cheap and cheerful. I didn't like the colour on the back, the horrible yellowy green, pukey colour with this horrible, cheap, uh, computer airbrushed flight that's it look at the awful flames on that head yeah it was it was the first well not the first Meridian cover but it was it's not a great cover yeah I'd learned how to do Photoshop at that point and I kind of looked at it and went I could have done better yeah but you always do that what do you mean I always do that you often do that never did that with Mark Wilkinson I didn't do that with Brave didn't do that with I could have done because you hadn't learned Photoshop by then well, okay, but yeah, well, it's still better than some of Fish's Photoshop covers by Mark Wilkinson. But um, yeah, that's not a great cover. No, it's not, is it? No, no it's not, is it? Um, so that felt everything felt all of it felt like it was trying too hard. They were trying too hard. That trying too hard to be relevant. Trying too hard not to be this po-faced prog band which they clearly this was again that era where they were running scared of prog right yeah that in interviews they would actively say we're not mm. uh, or H certainly actually would. they weren't if you do if you took this album mixed with this strange engine and afraid of sunlight i wouldn't class them as a prog band well, if no. you only look <laughs> yeah. at those three albums yes they had prog songs on those albums but i wouldn't I wouldn't have, if we were just looking at their most recent albums at that time, I wouldn't have called them a prog band. No, no. I would have said, yes, they've got a prog past. Yes, but again, we've had this discussion before. Uh, As a fan at the time... Mm. Did you feel betrayed by them saying, we're not prog? Yeah, it used to piss me off. Because I I did, it did. But every time H opened his mouth and said that, it got my back up. And what was it that, um, that frustrated you? Because it was like saying, look, it it frustrated me because it was like it was, he was denying my experiences of, of liking earlier Marillion. And then on top of that, I'd kind of go, mate, you did a concept album like three albums ago. Mm. So uh, did it feel like he was kind of like, mm, I can't think of the right word, putting down your previous taste yeah so bit. Like, it oh, felt you, like oh, the music yeah. you liked before it's not as good as you know it's rubbish yeah a lot of like those that. interviews around We're that, better than that yeah a lot of those interviews in the second half of the 90s particularly mm. felt like own goals in terms of pr right in terms of that existing fan base on the one hand they were kind of again exploiting and then on the other hand they were kind of going but some of you who like that prog stuff, you're not good enough for us. But uh, so which, it's mixed which, messages. I don't, I don't really believe that that's what they were saying, but or that was their intention. No, I, of course but it was. But that's how you perceived it. That's what I'm that's saying. What it's what a, it felt like a PR, to you. yeah, a yeah. PR own goal. You know, yeah. public in terms of public relations, we were getting mixed messages. Right. Because and on top of that, something that did used to wind me up at the time, and. He's done it a lot in interviews since, was H would talk about how the band liked to experiment and the band were sort of pushing forwards and into new sounds and stuff. But again, it comes back to what I said about this strange engine. Yeah, they might have been new sounds to Meridian, but they weren't new sounds. Mm. Now, all these bands that I kind of mentioned earlier, you know, Uncle and Boards of Canada, that, Air, that were doing proggy things, those were new sounds while still being progressive in the right, correct sense of the word. They were sort of building on the foundations of prog, um, you know, without having to go 
ain't doing any prog. <laughs> you know, right. they kind of went, we see value in this. Yes. Those were the bands I wanted to listen to at that time. They went, we see value in this music, this mm. type of music that's sort of epic and atmospheric and sometimes rocky, sometimes poppy, but it can be anything. Marillion, as I say, with this album particularly, they kind of went, shit, we're losing money. We need to reinvent ourselves. That's what it felt like. They mm. went, They went. we need to jump on a bandwagon and sound younger and sound uh, punchier and sound like these other bands that are having such huge success. And it's the only time that I ever thought Marillion really did that. Um, what I thought happened with this strange engine was Marillion thought they were being more progressive and inventive than they were. Um, and here they sounded like a band that that by trying to jump on a bandwagon um, that had already driven away, um, they sounded regressive. Mm. And it's the first time that I ever felt that with Marillion, like actually felt it. You actually felt they, were, they Re- seemed regressive. Yeah, because they were two years out of date. Mm. Um, and on top of that, the landscape was all these other bands that were doing what they should have been doing. Mm. You know, building on what on their legacy instead of trying to ignore their legacy, instead of trying to um, yeah, so, shut the door on it. So that must have been frustrating because you were saying, you and other Marillion fans were saying, we see value in the prog of your past. Yeah, and I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about a kind of retro 70s prog, that the, no, the new no. prog, the bloody transatlantic Spock's beard type of prog don't get you started yeah okay i'm not talking about that kind of prog i'm talking about true progressive music yes music that but kind of like what they were already doing on brave and you know even in out of this world and things like that they weren't that was i still see those that music as prog but it was it wasn't old prog no i like i i i i see prog and i like prog that that breaks rules, that doesn't follow those rules of, of what a song should be. And unfortunately for most of for most of this strange engine and most of radiation, Marillion are following the rules. You know, they're not drawing outside the lines. Mm. They're 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 being they're writing very traditional songs, or at least the structure of the songs is sort of very traditional in a lot of ways. So it doesn't surprise. There you go. What a rant. Mm. Um, and so let's, can we just recap the band's opinion of the album? Ian doesn't like it. I can't, I couldn't find, I've, I've read various quotes over the years. H, I'm sure, goes, oh, yeah, it's great because it doesn't sound like anything else we've done and it probably doesn't sound proper. And I'm that sure. is true. Yeah. Yes, and he probably thinks it's the most inventive album <laughs> ever written or probably did at the time, which it isn't. Sorry, it isn't. It sounds. As I say, it sounds like other stuff. Um, you know, it sounds very Beatles-y, kind of. And on top of that, another thing, sorry, that did get my back up at the time, and this is something that that, that I realise you're not getting a word in edgeways this week. I've got a lot to get no, off my chest. No, that's fine. Um, another thing that happened with radiation, or started with radiation, that then went forwards into other songs, um, you know, one of H's pet, subjects which actually didn't really start with radiation it started with afraid of sunlight the album is the song three minute boy Mm. where he sounds like he's being cynical about the music industry right right? but not only that being specifically cynical Mm. about bands like oasis who were the biggest band in britain if not the world at the time and yet sorry at the same time mate you're trying to sound a bit like Oasis, or at least you're trying to capitalise on what Oasis have done, which is, yes, use the Beatles sort of template, and yet you hear you're doing the same thing. What's your what's your beef? Mm. You know, what, you know, what are you trying to say? So Three Minute Boy, ain't that something? You know, is it, are you talking about yourself, or are you talking about Liam Gallagher in that? Mm. Who are you talking about, and why, you know, it felt... People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. You know, right. Marillion is a yeah. band that got a lot of stick. Don't start throwing brick yeah. bats elsewhere. You know, they, they didn't. And at the time, I felt uneasy with it. And just like this strange engine, a lot of this stuff I've kept suppressed because I've just kind of gone, oh, it's a new Marillion album. Oh, yeah, I love it. Marillion, so did don't you I? have that kind of cognitive distance, dissonance a with radiation? Bit. Less so because, and here's, here's the twist. 
Less so, because going back to it, particularly the 2013 remix, mm. I like it as an album. Twi- I mean, twist! I mean, at the time, did you have a cognitive dissonance yes. and go, I like it, but when deep down you didn't? No, because I think I did, I liked the songs. I thought, the, I, I admit it, I think I thought the production was, was crap. So it you didn't liked sound, it straight away, I, I, but not as much I, as Fisher's Sunsets on Empire? No. Um... Now I'd probably like it more than Sunsets on Empire. But what what I would say is I do like it as an album. I think there are some cracking songs on there. In fact, there's only one song I don't like, which for a Marillion album is pretty bloody good for me. Um, but what I will say is I like it as an album, but I don't like it as a Marillion album. Oh, okay. Well, that's a unique take. I'm trying to go back in time and know what your reaction back then was. I mean, I don't totally remember, but I do... I, I was disappointed. Straight away? Not straight... We, no, not Op- straight away, because I always you, I always try to give albums a bit of yeah, a chance. Yeah, were you openly disappointed, or did you try and deny your disappointment tried to yourself, to like it. you did with This Strange Engine? I tried to deny it. <laughs> and when... How long did it take for you to come around and go, actually, I kind of like it? I quite like it. Uh, 2013, when the remix came out. So when the remix came out, you you. I always love this. Uh, few, I, look, the tracks I like, I've always liked Now Shall Never Know, Born to Run. Um, do you know what? I've always had a soft spot for most of the album. The, mm. the track I don't like, which we'll get to next we, week. Yeah, which I think we agree on. Is Cathedral Wall. Oh, yeah. Is, Sorry, everyone. Yeah, which, Marillion's, attempt, Marillion's attempt at a Bond Wall. theme. Um, is that what it's meant to be? I think so, yeah. Oh. Yeah, um, but but let's get into it next week. Yeah, we'll talk about um, it next week. Let's get into all of it next week. But yeah, spoilers. I actually like the album. Yeah, more way uh, more than this strange engine. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I was so worried because I'm like, <laughs> I was like, well, well, first of all, I listened to it. I went into the album expecting a pile of crap. Yeah. I expected to be bored stiff. And want to skip through all the songs. And that didn't happen. I really loved it from the first listen. And then yeah. I thought, was that a fluke? I'll have to listen to it again. And I'm, am I going to like it again? Because I remember I came back to you and was like, huh, I've, I've, I've had an unexpected reaction to radiation. And every single time I've listened to it, I actually love it. Really? I don't just like it. I love it. It's one of my wow. favourite of their albums. Okay, well, you like it more than me then. Yeah, but, I think I do. Yeah. It's one of my favourite Marillion I think it's albums. a good song with some great... A I good defi- album with some great songs. I definitely like it more than This Strange Engine. Wow. Yeah, me too. Um, but no, I didn't know you liked it that much. No, I love it. Here's I the do thi- love it. Barring, here's the thing, listener. Barring Cathedral Wall, which wall, I... Wall plug. Cathedral Wall, wall plugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cathedral um, Wall is a skipper. I, it's God, a, is it's it a ever. mini steamer. I think I might have listened Which, to that all the way through, perhaps twice. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, okay, I don't feel so bad because I yeah. think I've only listened to it all the way through twice mm-hmm. and uh, I tend to skip it. Oh, I don't like it. I really, I've heard it live I more. really I, yeah, don't like it. I've heard it. it live more than I've heard it on record. But um, um, A Few Words for the Dead is... It's top tier. It's top tier. It is absolutely Given a choice, amazing. I would rather hear that live than this strange engine. Ooh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, no, you're right. Yeah, you um, are right. But, I, I would uh, every yeah. time. But at the same time, there's nothing else on there. It's it's just a consistently good album for me. Yeah. It's not got many highs until, yeah, many kind of peaks. True. It's just, I, it's True. kind of like the sine wave was, it's, the sine wave is fairly steady, dips sharply for Cathedral oh, Wall. dips right down into the uh, depths of hell for Cathedral, yeah, that, Cathedral yeah. Wall. Yeah, and then bounces back up. That bounces up to heaven for yeah. a few, few words, words for the dead. Yeah. But overall, I love radiation. Yeah, me too. And listening to it, okay, yeah, so me. when I listened to it, I was struck by how unproggy it sounded, mm-hmm. but didn't care and thought yeah. these songs would be great live as well. So I think here's what, I mean, we'll summarise a bit more next week when we go through it track by track. Um, but I think it was let down by production that didn't show off those songs to their their best, uh, the original production. Mm. Um, I think it was another jarring tonal shift 
Yeah, whereas TSE... But it's not that much of a well, jump hang on. from this it strange is. engine. It is. If you listen to those two back side by side, TSE is very acoustic. This is very electric. Um, well, still. And very, as they I described it at the time, buzzy. But it has got a couple of really sort of gentle kind of songs on there in uh, Now mm. She'll Never Know and, and Born to Run. But then you also add all this other stuff that I talked about, the slight, yeah, that distancing from their past and trying to dis- uh, um, disassociate themselves from who they were. So you're well, talking outside of the album. Yeah. Mm. And yet you also, then underneath that, you had this and amazing... And I get that as a fan because you're like, but I loved who you were. Why, yeah. why are you... Trying to... It's, it, it was Marillion's... It is Marillion's midlife crisis I album. wonder if it's like... It's their you midlife know, crisis You know album. if you have a best friend or something and they keep talking bad about themselves and then they're trying to act in a way that's not really them to to be someone else and you're like, but I really like who you are. What I just said. Yeah. It's their midlife crisis album. This yeah. is Marillion buying a Ferrari. Yeah, or adolescence. <laughs> or, or, like, getting, or, get, or shaving their head and getting a tribal tattoo. Or putting their heads in boxes and gurning. Um, anyway, enough for this week. All right. Um, we'll be back next week with part two of Radiation. That was a surprise at the end, wasn't it, everyone? I don't think it was a surprise for me because I wasn't really hiding it very well that I, I liked it. Yeah, well, it, no. Maybe a surprise from you, for sure. Yeah. For sure, a surprise I, from you. I was having a good old rant, wasn't I? You were having um, a, a huge rant. Please subscribe. Uh, go find us on Twitter and Facebook at Beampod. Tell people about us. That's the most important thing. Second most important thing, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Mr. Biffo, M-R-B-I-F-F-O. There's a bonus app up there now, which we do occasionally. You get these apps early. More importantly... Um, it's a little bit of added incentive for us to uh, carry on <laughs> and we can help pay our bills. So that's much appreciated. Okay, that's it. We'll be back next week. Let's see if there are any other developments in the Marillion world, which we may recap at the top of the episode next week. Um, but mainly we're going to be talking radiation. Oh, if you want to send us an email about anything, including radiation, beampod at gmail.com. That's it. We'll speak to you next week. Speak to you next week. Radiator, guys. <laughs> what a terrible way to finish. Radiator. Radiator, guys. Radi- no, radi- radiator. <laughs> no, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>